Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Peace Family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart moths, sports moths, vitamin C moths, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tazu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family, tapping in, man. Let's see what we got going on. The Abundance Lifestyle. We're going to cover a few different topics today. This is actually going to be a joint while I'm recording this for the podcast. I'm also going live right now. And uh, we're going to cover a few different topics and also get into some key questions. But <clears throat> let's see what the people got going on in their life. Uh, before I do that, let me make sure I put the link in my box. All right, people, there's a few things I want to talk to you all about, man. A few current topics um, and then just a few mind topics that I think that we can get into. So first of all, number one, let's get into this and then I'm going to move forward. The crown mind versus the crowd mind. What are crowd mind characteristics and what are crowd mind characteristics? The crowd mind, and you can just differentiate for yourself whether you have a crowd mind or a crowd mind. So the crowd the crown, let's start with here. A crown mind would be what? One who thinks with higher intellect, one who has great intellectual capacity, one who thinks with foresight, one who is a creative thinker, one who thinks with imagination and plans with wisdom. You understand me? The one that is crowned is always thinking with their higher selves, important size and information, not just for short term, but also long term thinking. They're not easily fooled and not easily swayed into the wrong direction. That's the crowd mind. You understand me? To know the one who has great discernment, the one who has emotional intelligence. All right. Now that we got that. So you would say somebody who has a crown mind will see something like what Instagram posted. And they say, yo, everybody posts this on Instagram. Boobah. You know what I mean? Instagram not going to steal your stuff. The crown mind looks at that, analyzes it and says, well, based on the history of these type posts, I don't believe the veracity of this claim is actually true. Also, then you take a deeper look. A lot of those things you can tell was copy and pasted and put out there. 
and then nobody actually asks who was the source of this and then nobody takes it a step further which what a crown mind would do is you do a quick online search you say boom is this real if it's real then it's automatically going to be in the news all you got to do is search ig go to google and then you search news and then it will let you know the veracity of these claims are true or false the crowd mind has that sort of thought process to go a little deeper you know what i mean past the deceptive world that we live in right so the crown mind also is one who thinks original right so if a person is thinking with that crown mind that higher self when you see the crowd go one way you don't follow you don't go this way because that's what the crowd is doing you say nah i need to figure out if that's the actual right direction for me to be following just because a bunch of people do something doesn't mean that it's good. If the whole world told me that the sky is red, you understand me, but I only see blue, then to me, the sky is blue. If the whole world tells me to go jump off a cliff, I'm just going to let the whole world jump off the cliff and I won't be the only person here. You understand me? But we are controlled through mirror neurons in our mind. When we see something, it makes us want to do it and therefore we put in that act. And then we also like this sense of occlusion. So what it does is... It makes you get rid of your individual thought process, your individual intellect, how you normally think by yourself on something. And then you start to think like the crowd, right? Because we feel insecure when we by ourselves. Me, if I'm standing in a crowd, I want to be seen because I want to be the individual. I want to be by myself. But in a crowd, you can't tell the scholar from the fool because they're both doing the same thing. So every day we get on social media and it's including your mind into this crowd cipher. And a crowd doesn't think with intelligence, it thinks with emotion, right? So that's how the crowd mind is impression and easily led. And so we have to be very careful to ask ourselves, do I have the crowned mind or do I have the crowd mind? Am I easily swayed? Do I follow the crowd? And can I be emotionally impressioned? Am I easily triggered through by things that happen in social media? Do I feel more secure because I'm around numbers of people? Do I need constant activation of social rhythm to make me feel good about myself because I don't want to hear my own deep thoughts? Do I think for myself or do I think like the rest of the world? These are very important uh, uh, contrasting characteristics that each person has. So, now that we got past this, you have to ask yourself, right? Well, there's something that triggers you like Jay-Z, right? Uh, Farrakhan, because these are my correlating thoughts on this. You got more people that are mad about Cap being banned from the NFL than they're mad about Farrakhan being banned from Facebook, right? And social media sites. Now, the Cap ban from the NFL actually doesn't do much in terms of the reality of black people and us moving forward and moving progressive. But the banning and the shadow banning of leaders and teachers and speakers and influencers who are actually out here doing the groundwork and providing resources of intellect and providing an example of where we need to move forward, that's much more dangerous. There are people that's more mad about the NFL than they're mad about the BIE, right? The BIE is black identity extremists. It's the FBI targeting system of individuals that say that they're extreme in their blackness, even though there has been no cases to where it shows black terrorism in America. Right. So this is amazing that we can be so triggered by something because it's emotionally attached to us like escapism. But it actually has nothing to do with our future and our power as revolutionary leaders of ourselves and becoming independent. But one is the crowd mind and one is the crown mind. The one who is more concerned about Farrakhan being banned because they know that it represents our future is different than the one who's more concerned about Cat being banned. The one who was much more mad about Jay-Z being a part owner or an active owner or Super Bowl, whatever the hell it is, 
more mad than they are about the FBI designating black identity extremists as a real thing and understanding the threat that this may have for the future. See, those are two different mindsets. The one who's going to take the slogan like P. Diddy that raised the vote or die or the one who says, let me get engaged on local politics to have control around our world. Right. Those are two different type of minds. You have the one who follow things and then the one who said, wait a minute, let me take a step back and think deeper. The one who sees the Amazon burning and then they're going to read articles and get them some knowledge and understand why this may be important to them. And then you got the other person that say, fuck that. I'm about to go post Popeyes. See, this is the problem that I have with things like the Popeyes. Right. Is that influencers, leaders, celebrities, they have no problem with taking something like this. There's a fast food organization with no nutrient available food at all that are targeting zip code areas with lower neighbor or lower income you know I mean housing or, or 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 lower income environments and areas and they put it specifically there even though these people within that area don't even have that much money right so it's not capitalism per se but it's targeting a certain particular group because if you put these air these restaurants in higher income areas you know that these people actually had the money to pay for this so they're not actually incentivized by the money right but Putting people, putting these fast food um, chains in low income areas actually provides a risk, right? A risk factor of health that these people that are within that area, they're going to go to what's available source of what's so-called food. But meat is not actually a food, but I'm not even going to get into that right now. The dead carcass acts as a food, but it's not the same thing. So we have to ask ourselves, is it crown mind or is it the crowd mind? You understand me? These are two different factors of activation. Right. So the way I look at things and I get annoyed by things is saying that this person does not mind going to um, um, supporting the fast food chains. That's actually a death food for black people in America. This is way bigger than cat. This is way bigger than Jay-Z. It's bigger than all of it. Right. Because what does the fast food does? It actually destroys the reproduction system. Right. It actually destroys the mind and its ability to produce more ideas. Now, what it also does is it actually destroys the testosterone in the body. No testosterone, no men, no men, no protection, no protection, destruction, fear, death. Right. The disruption of our hormonal system and our emotional balance. Everything has an effect on the next one. Right. Why do we need to care about things like the air quality? Right. Well, if you look in low number, low, 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 low income neighborhoods and things of that nature, and you actually go test the PM level, which is the particle matter in that area. You're going to find that it's much worse. Right. Than a place like Beverly Hills, where they don't even allow smoking in Beverly Hills. Right. Why? Because they know that the air quality right directly goes into our body and builds up over time. And this also have a disruption in our endocrine system. This will also have a disruption in our hormonal system and mess up our biological you know, I mean, systems as human beings. Right. So this messes up as well. What we food, what we eating, what we seeing, everything we're getting attacked. So even to have us become international thinkers and thinking about things like the rainforest. Why the hell do I need to care about the rainforest, Keith? Well, it might not affect you now, but it might affect your children in the next 20 years or 30 years. And I always say, you, the way you know something is important or good is the effect that it has on the actual children, right? But if you're not a long-term thinker and you're at the bottom of that Maslow's pyramid and you're only trying to get your basic needs, food, clothing, and shelter, then you don't have time to have foresight. Foresight is the ability to solve problems in the future. I mean, intelligence is the ability to have foresight, which is solving problems in the future. 
But things like this cannot be mattered to you because you can only important size short term information because you got that mental myopia. You can't see that far. Right. Everybody's vision is not the same. And I understand that. So we get to a place where we say keys. Well, somebody told me this. And this is why I tell you all balance is abundance, not a balance. Because somebody said keys. Well, I got this thing down. They said I eat one unhealthy meal a, a week. You understand me? I don't eat too much. And the rest of the six days I eat healthy. Now, the question to me is, they said they eat one, they, like they got a fast food cheat day or whatever. That's terrible. I'm not good at all, right? Here's the problem I really have with this, is that people lie to themselves. We use our intelligence to try to uh, validate our ignorance. And this is a crazy system that perpetuates us into the same lower state, right? So we got to think of it like this. That person that said that they eat fast food one day a week, it's not like the rest of their week. They eating nothing but fruits and vegetables. No, they just saying that they're not eating fast food. Two, balance is not what we go for. Wealth is having an abundance of assets that greatly outweigh your liability. I would rather eat most for the maybe once out of every three. It makes it once a month if that's the case. You have 12 bad meals a year, cool. But we cannot afford based on the food, based on the air, based on the drugs that we take in, based on the entertainment that we receive, and based on all of these different things. You have to understand that the food that we're eating at this point is only one factor in us regaining ourselves because we're being attacked from every other way. So, no, I'm not even just going, you know, you say you go vegan for the environment. You got to go vegan for yourself. Right. See, my problem is this. Right. People say I want to decrease the carbon footprint. So I'm going vegan, things of that nature. Self-love is the very the best motivating factor for anything. And a lot of people don't want to look at the signs that's back behind when it's talking about eating healthy, right? So eating healthy is very good. But a lot of people say that, well, my grandma was 90 years old and she ate terrible. First of all, your grandma didn't die with great health. For one, let's get that. You know what I mean? Age does not have anything to do with health. You know what I mean? A person can live a very long time and be unhealthy without great mental acuity. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, cancer and diabetes. And then for one person, right? Because we already know we don't just have black people ain't just got everybody, grandma living 70, 80, 90 years old and super healthy. You know what I'm talking about? You're talking about these people that are shitting on themselves and pissing on themselves and can barely remember who their grandchildren and grand, uh, grandchildren uh, or children's names are. You know what I mean? So they're not even great examples. Two, they actually had more nutrient available food growing up because they had less GMO source food. So growing up in the 1930s and 40s, black people ate much healthier. Before the fast food change came in, they had a whole um, childhood, right? Growing off of nutrient available foods. They ate more fruits and vegetables growing up. It wasn't until, right, later on, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s or whatever it is, that they actually started eating less healthier. You know what I'm talking about? So that their system, their immune system was built up at least of more uh, organic foods. But we think organic is special. Hold on, people. One second. All right. So, yeah, organic is not special. Organic is, you know, just regular foods. Actually, you know, if you do your research, you know, organic food should be able to be made cheaper than actual GMO foods. But, um, you know, they trick us with the industry and, and make us think that these things are not so. So, you know, my point of researching all of this thing is that people don't know the depth of the problem. So therefore, they don't know the depth of the solution. 
And um, a lot of us, we, we think that we're leading our people in the right direction, but you end up killing your people. You know what I mean? And that's why the Honorable Elijah Muhammad always said, too, joke, too much joking is no good. Because, yeah, you go spread all of this free publicity for Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. You know what I'm talking about? And at the same time, what it all has done is creating more awareness. You know what I mean? And in those areas, these Popeyes and Chick-fil-A's are just going increase in sales. Yet those same people are going to talk about black business all day. But you won't see them up there promoting black business the same way. Um, you won't see them promoting young leaders the same way. That's the problem. And here's the real problem I have with the Jay-Z situation is that I don't want to hear you complain about Jay-Z unless you spend the rest of your time promoting the young leaders of today. And if that's not what you're doing, then I don't really care for your voice. Your voice is null and void. It means nothing to me at all. So it's like um, nobody's going around and saying that, uh, uh, oh, Derek Grace just sold almost 10,000 board games to black, brown people across the planet. Earth, teaching them financial education, empowerment, freedom and giving them access to cheat codes that nobody gave you. No, you know, they're not going around saying that. They saying Popeye, Jay-Z bullshit. And they arguing back and forth like suckers. So I don't want to hear that. Ain't nobody out there spreading uh, Brother Ben got a millionaire weekend. You know what I'm talking about? That's coming up. He went in over there stealing secrets from them white boys and then coming giving it back to his people. They ain't spreading that. They ain't spreading that. It's a paradigm shift by the name of Pop Darby, who is running for a uh, city councilman in Houston for District D, um, which is 50% black and represents 400,000 people. And he wants to help clean up the credit for all of the people in those neighborhoods. No, they're going to spread more Donald Trump crap. Um, they're not going out there and saying that uh, Riz Islam dropping a new book. You know what I'm talking about? Um, they're not spreading none of that. You know what I'm talking about? So it's like, if that's not what you spread, and if this, the good news is not what you spread, and then I don't want to hear the bad news from you. I don't want to hear your opinion at all, to be honest. I think it's null and void. I think that the utilization of our platform and the resources that we do have you know, have to be utilized correctly for us to actually be solution-based thinkers and solution-based executors. And if that's not the case on how you move in and how you mobilize it, I really don't even respect you. You know, there's a lot of people that say keys. Well, I can't stand next to that crown mind. Why? Because you think for yourself and you speak truth to power. And I'm still trying to get opportunities with these suckers over here instead of build my own. So although I agree with you, I can't stand next to you because I don't want to miss on the opportunities. You don't see none of the people that I know that's entrepreneurs. They're not booking me, even though they know I'm building businesses and becoming successful in all my endeavors. Why? Because they're afraid of their white audience might say. They're afraid of what they what they uh, uh, conservative friends or whatever the hell might say based on their association. So people will be cool with you behind closed doors, but they won't provide opportunities to you. When they see you, they just be like, keep doing your thing. You real. But they won't actually help support and promote you. Right. Because they believe it's going to kill their opportunities. So these same people, they're going to have a super opinion about Jay-Z. I ain't got time for none of that shit. Because everybody out here playing their own game. You know what I mean? Trying to get their own particular way of doing things. So for me, the way I look at things, and I'm a great observer of things. You know what I mean? And it's a very non-biased observation. That's one of the particular skills that I have is to be a great observer. You know what I'm talking about? Right now, we're in a jubilee year, right? Um, 1619 to... You know, 2019 is supposed to be the 400 year breaking of the curse. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, you're talking about also August, what, 20th, uh, 
Also being, you know, Nat Turner Day coming up and things of that nature. It's a lot of powerful synchronicities right now that's taking place where we're supposed to be commencing and getting our power, right? And celebrating and getting our power. We're missing our opportunities to celebrate and tap into these key moments within time because we're steady complaining about our people. You understand me? It's like anytime that we're in the news complaining to each other when there's so many problems and there's so many solutions outside of what we're talking about, it's a waste of our time and our energy. And it's really nothing that nobody else can tell me. I know they're going to tell me about Jay-Z, Illuminati, you know what I mean, connections. I don't care about none of that. Because there's so many solutions that you all are not bringing a voice to. Dr. Wesley tagged me in one of his posts because he put together a great report about the food targeting, about the zip code targeting, and about some of the malicious activity that's being involved by the government um, as a conspiracy against the people. You know what I'm talking about? And when you look at what's happening over there, so-called in the Amazon, they're saying that it's possibly because the, the, the president is a capitalist and that he wants to... And he keep allowing people to go in there and deforest it by doing logging, a bunch of different things and saying that, OK, that's because they want to crop there. They want to put Monsanto there. They want to put GMO. They want to put soy there. And so it's like the vegan craze. Even if you look at that, everybody's cute and vegan. But it's like soy is a testosterone disruptor. Right. It messes up the estrogen system as well for ladies. So it's like. We got to be careful getting caught up in this crowd mind and doing things because it sounds good and make you feel as if you're a part of some class now. You have to actually be able to become a critical thinker and think for itself. And when you look at these things, take a step back. They can be fun to be involved in. They can be funny to be involved in. They can make you feel good. That's not the way I want to operate. I want to operate based off my own system. Like nothing controls me. I want to think for myself. And a person that thinks for themselves is very dangerous. You understand about people don't want you if you think for yourself. People are always looking for who's the one that's pulling the strings on you. You understand me? People always think, people tell me keys all the time that, you know what I mean? Look, I wish I could be like you. Or I'm like, bro, stop the shit, man. People saying I ain't as perfect there. I ain't got there yet. I ain't nowhere near perfect. But what it does is it's creating an excuse system to saying that I can't connect with you or hang around you because I ain't there at that level yet. Nah, that's bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody is at some level. And, and, and I don't play God in a sense to where I'm trying to act like I'm better than anybody. Lord knows I got my faults. But at the same time, I'm willing to continue to work through them. And I don't mind if y'all see them. You know what I'm talking about? It is what it is. Because I ain't trying to die perfect. I'm trying to die a legend. You know what I'm talking about? A legend is an energy that never dies. It ain't say that legend is an energy that don't make mistakes. Nah, we all out here striving to become our better selves. That's eating better, doing better, thinking better. And we all have the opportunity to improve something in our lives. But when we take the time out, instead of improving what's in our lives, to go complain about what somebody's doing with their life, their power, their energy, their resources, we create excuses for what we're not doing in ourselves. Right? That's so I say go outwork Jay-Z. You know what I'm talking about? And somebody said, well, you know, he started off selling crack. There's plenty of crack dealers that got outworked. It ain't y'all know damn well it ain't crack that made Jay Z. Jay Z. It's his relentless mindset that said I'm never going to stop. Right. So we knew he was a capitalist before this. Last week, a couple weeks ago, we were just celebrating him being a billionaire. That's a hoarder and accumulatory process of gaining so many assets and wealth. We already knew that, but we he put he positioned himself up um, in the minds of the people. 
as a leader based upon his deeds. He never came out to the people and said, I want to be your leader. But by the example of his deeds and what he did with the rappers, what he did for uh, bailing people out, what he did for Meek and what he did for social change and pipelines in Africa and a bunch of different other things. The people start to every action put them deeper and higher and higher up in the mind. Right. So therefore, Jay-Z has never been a leader of the people. He's been a leader of the rappers, which are leaders of the people. Now, when I say he's never been a leader of the people, I mean, in a sense that he's not doing what Farrakhan does. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's different. He has actions and deeds that set great examples. Right. But when you become an entertainer, people follow you. So you become an unwittingly or unknowingly or unconscious leader regardless. So I, I didn't even know that Jay-Z was so high in the totem pole in the minds of the people into this move. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, damn, I thought somebody like Farrakhan who dedicated his 60 years would be a little higher up. But the people don't even fuck with Farrakhan. You know what I'm talking about? And Jay-Z is up here in their mind. You know what I mean? So it's like, is, your, is it Jay-Z fault or is it your fault? For putting them so high on a totem pole. And then secondary, I don't fuck with the NFL. I don't fuck with none of that stuff, man. Just because once you show me your hand, I believe your cards. You know what I mean? Once you show me your hand, I believe your cards. And I know what cards they play. You know what I mean? But at the same time, if a white boy can be an owner of a team, then a black man can be an owner of a team. Especially if 70% of the population of the NFL is black. If you can be a player in a team, then damn right, I'm not about to be mad at somebody that's about to become an owner of a team. And I'm not even sure he's about to become an owner. I'm just hypothetically speaking if that's the reality. If you can do business with somebody, 70% of the NFL is black and they doing business with the NFL, I ain't even mad at nobody else doing NFL work at this point. I'm not. Because we don't know how to think of things critically. Right? If Eric Reed, the one who's talking shit about Jay-Z, can work with the NFL and make money and get cut checks, then so can Jay-Z. If Cardi B was dancing with the NFL owners, and I mean, and Meek Mill was partying with them last Super Bowl, and 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 those two little girls, one who's playing the mermaid, and they were singing, doing the uh, national anthem, cause she sung during the national anthem. Nobody talked about the little girl. Travis Scott was performing at halftime. He ain't canceled. So it's like we gotta stop being so emotional. We really don't care. And that's when once you get to that ultimate process, and you be like, wait a minute. I really don't care. This ain't got nothing to do with me. You only care because you jumping into the crowd mind and you being emotionally impressioned. Like you really think about it. Like, wait a minute. This not important. <laughs> That's like the most enlightening like thought you could come to when you realize like this ain't even important, me. Huh? That's not important. Not at all. You know I mean? Knock it off. So it's like, you got to be able to, for one, and I'm a, I'm a chief believer in this, let our leaders strategize for the long term. This is one thing that white people get to enjoy. They get to enjoy people letting them fuck along till they get some results. They get to enjoy the hell out there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going to come out of none of these moves that a bunch of people are making. You know what I'm talking about? But when you are strategizing for long-term importance, people are going to mock your process, but enjoy your results. Mock your process, enjoy your results. Now, the report just came out. The NFL said, Jay-Z ain't about to become an owner. Shit. 
I don't know. Can't tell you. Doesn't matter. I don't care if he owned the whole entire NFL. Guess who's not getting the NFL job tomorrow? Me. You know what I'm talking about? But 70% of the people who play in the NFL, they would enjoy something like that. So guess what's still going to be a problem in our society? The education, our media, our politics, our food, deserts that we have, right? The policing of our community, our lack of financial education. That's still going to be a problem at the end of the day. Still going to be a problem. And none of those things speak towards the solution except the financial part. None of those things speak towards the solution except to the financial part. So we become critical thinkers and we have that crowd mind where we think enlightened and we think a little better on this. So I just got tired of seeing all these grown men and grown women get on here crying about what somebody else is doing instead of showcasing more of what they're doing to create more solutions and empower themselves. You know what I'm talking about? Like really empower yourself. Because the reason that is hard for, you know, people to come with all the conspiracy thoughts about the Jews and things of that nature, but what they do is they go take those impoverished young black men and women and they put them in a position of power, right? Whether it's through fame, whether it's still giving them some money, clout, whatever it is. And that's the reason that you can't talk shit to them about no Jewish entity or white boy because guess what? They business partner is some Jewish entity or some white boy giving them the game and giving them access and smarts. So the consciousness that you give them, they don't care about that. That ain't what got them that big house and put them in a position of power. So as much as our people say we hate capitalism and all these things are evil, but that one person you respect more than anybody is the one who put you on. That's what you really respect. You know what I'm talking about? That white boy put you on? That's the homie, homie. Let's be honest here. That person that put you on, that give you the game about the credit, about how to move in, in a room full of snakes, you know what I mean? How to financially empower yourself? Ooh, that's who you rock with. And whoever come and tell you something about that person, you ain't listening because your world with that person is completely different. And oftentimes, you can't see it. So when we become truly honest to our people, is we have to be more valuable to our people in order for them to actually take what we saying with more value or more worth. Because if the devil is putting you on, but all the God do is reveal what the devil is doing, but he's not putting you on, which more has value? Because you saying that, look, hey, bro, he gonna give you a billion dollars, but you know he gonna do some underhand snake shit later on with your masters and stuff. So, okay, cool. So he gonna give me a billion dollars though. That's all that person heard. Wait a minute, I, I stopped listening at a billion. Okay, but if the guy came to me like, look man, don't rock with them. I'm gonna give you another plan on how you'll be able to make billions and billions of dollars, retain all of your information, your masters, everything and have power in the long run and create your business and you can have opportunities as well. Now that's, that's a guy coming with equal or more value than the devil. Right. Because if you want somebody to change something, you have to create a better model. And a lot of times we think that, oh, let me just bring awareness to an issue. And that's empowering. That's not enough. Let me give you some enlightenment. Let me give you some change. You know what I'm talking about? Like, hey, bro, I don't want you to work that nine to five. So I'm going to give you the game on how to start a business. Right. I'm going to give you some not just the game on how to start it. I'm going to give you some of the secrets to my success that I utilize. So you ain't got to make some of the same mistakes. I'm going to teach you how to do it the smart way, matter of fact. 
that's a different level. So when we go towards our people and we speaking to our people, we have to be solution based and not just problem based. We have to be enlightenment based and not just aware based. Right. We can't just go out there and protest without a solution to follow up the protest with some action. And we have to be inclusive with how we work together continuously, consistently and intentionally. Somebody asked me today, I was doing a consultation for a young lady starting a business. She might be on here and she say, what is the thing that's working for you right now? And I say empathy and intentional inclusion. Because if you're not including people, and I'm going to look at you, you can look at inclusion as a business strategy. I look at it as a unity strategy. I'm building up a network. I'm not just networking. So let's say if you intentionally have inclusion, you practice supporting 100 people. Let's say the conversion rate on your support is 20%, right? So that means that out of 100 people that you help, 20 people actually will come and support you when it's time for you to actually need that assistance, Right? So let's say if you actually need 100 people to actually support you, right, to increase whatever you're doing and get out there proper awareness. So what does that mean that you need to do? That means you need to go out there and support 1,000 people. Why? Because it increases your conversion rate, right? So people think they're going to get 100 and 100. You ain't going to get 100. You're going to support 100 people. The conversion rate really might be less than 10%. So guess what? You can go keep hitting those same people and trying to support those same people, or you can turn to another 100. Right. And then it may have an increase in conversion. They might appreciate it more. Those people ain't working. Keep keep the inclusion working. The formula is not lost. The formula still works. Sometimes we just have it put into the wrong direction. We keep trying to have the same people support us. Right. And they already showed you their cards. Once a person showed me their cards, I believe they had. Right. So what we do is we turn to the next person and then we practice inclusion with them. And you're like, you know what? This feels more reciprocal. This relationship works better. I, I'm a rock with this. I want to invest more and more and more. I'm going to double down on my support now. Right? Then that person starts doubling down on theirs. And now all of a sudden, things are working in proper function. But you have to know how to pivot. The pivot system is when you're doing something and you get as much as you can out of it, but knowing how to pivot into a different direction to continue to keep going and keep flowing. You know what I'm talking about? So that's one thing that I practice consistently. And then empathy just allows me to understand how other people feel and move with compassion. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I said, which parts of my character are valuable and which part of my character people actually just put up with? Right. These are these, people deal with it, but they're not actually valuable. Right. You know, we sometimes we might be cocky or you know, arrogant sometimes or whatever it may be. In other parts of our character, we may be better at it. And so because of the parts of the character that is actually valuable, they deal with other parts of your character. So if you want to increase in favor, increase in value, you look at, you audit yourself and be like, you know what? Huh? Maybe if I become a better listener when people are talking to me, that will increase my value. Maybe that's the part that they're dealing with me because they know the other part of me is valuable. What if I got rid of a lot of my faults and I just become more valuable all the way around? What if that that one tweak is what increases my reciprocation with these people? So you start make, making yourself more valuable just by tweaking things a part of yourself. So people are not just dealing with you, but you're actually worth being around. This is very important, but a lot of people don't audit themselves because people want to fake like they, they, they perfect. You ain't perfect, B. Nobody's walking this earth surface. You know what I mean? Everybody got a flaw somewhere. So what can you tweak? The same thing is like, uh, 
So when you're dealing with empathy in, in a business model, you're looking at um, unexpressed needs, right? So even if a person is creating a, a design for something, a phone or anything of that nature, sometimes the customer doesn't know to express what they need, right? You know what I mean? That's like you can get a client for graphic design and, or a logo and you create a logo for them. You show it to the customer. They look at it like, I don't like this, B. This ain't what I wanted. Now, you can get mad and be like, well, this is what you said you wanted, blah, 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 blah. Or you can be like, you know what? Hmm. All right. What do you want? You start talking to them. Really, you think you got to scrap the whole project, but really they probably just wanted you to change the color. But they didn't know how to communicate that, right? So you have to have empathy because then when you change the color, you bring it back to them and you show them and they're like, oh, I like this is much better, right? But you have to have empathy to even be able to identify those things, right? In the hospitality model, I talk about this all the time, it's unexpressed needs, right? You, you, if you know, the, if, you, if you're a server and somebody come pick up some food and you know the food will be late, what they do, they keep checking up on you. Because it resets it every time. It resets your patience every time they checking up on you. Unexpressed needs, though. Right? So if you're designing a product or a business, you're saying that, hmm, how can I design this where people might not be communicating what they actually want? Right? But let me design it with empathy so when they engage with it, interact with it, they enjoy it more than anybody else's. So if you look at the iPhone was created with extreme empathy. You know what I mean? Sometimes I, I see people design things where they add in things that normally a person wouldn't even think the thought of. Like, I think, um, what's his name? Off-White does a pretty good job at that. You know what I mean? Like, adding in uh, instructions that people don't usually ask for. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, Uber was an unexpressed need for the people, for real. Right? Because we knew we hated cabs. But Uber said, wait a minute, I hate it, so let me create something for people that acts as a solution. So that's what they did. They created a business model based off empathy. And now it ain't even about the product that you get, it's about the experience that a person has. So if a person is not having a great experience with your business, then they want to engage in it with it and continuously come back. Right? Because people are buying into experiences right now. After their last recession, People realize that they, they for one, like they, they time and their money is valuable. You know what I'm talking about? They, 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 they didn't care about the products and things of that nature. They want to have good experiences. So what industry went up above all? The restaurant industry went up because it was an experience. It was something you would spend your money on that you can remember, that you can taste, that you will sit there and have lunch with another person. And it creates this moment. It creates this experience. You can share the experience. You take a picture of the food. Food pictures went up after the recession. Because people wanted to have more experience. They realized what was more important. Right? How they feel. So we study these things to improve the experiences that we have when we're building actual companies. And we're engaging with clients. And we ask them, what can I do better? And you observe and you take in these insights and you make better decisions in your design consistently. So we look around the world and as a leader, myself, and I want to have better experiences with my people. I want them to have unity. What is the unexpressed need, right? The people want somebody that they can talk to. The people want somebody that's accessible. 
right? The people want you to give them more value than sell, right? The, 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 the people, even the other leaders around the world, they might not express it, but they need somebody to talk to. They need some help. They need some advice, right? They, 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 they feel lonely and things of that nature. So you go or myself, I go and try to create a value create inclusion our friends and things of that nature they say damn i'm mad you didn't post this but they won't tell you it's an uncommunicated need so you say you know what i'll practice inclusion on that now that everybody knows how to reciprocate that inclusion not everybody knows how to build that solidarity up but you have people who don't practice it and then they get mad that other people don't practice it with them but that's an undeserved inclusion that's an undeserved unity you don't deserve unity if you don't practice inclusion so you have to ask yourself, do I even deserve unity? Huh? How are you including people? How are you including your family into your business so you have a family business rather than just family support? Because if your family not supporting your business, it might mean you're not practicing inclusion. Think about it. Think about that one deep, deep, deeply. We got friends, so-called friends. We don't want to hear about their relationships issues. We get tired of that shit, right? So when they're not supporting you on something else, it's because they paying you back. You didn't practice. You didn't utilize empathy. So you have to know even how to create a separation with those people that you're not willing to practice that empathy with and that inclusion with, and have that sort of that system. Because that's going to create a false expectation upon that relationship that you're not, neither one of you all are willing to meet. So, you know, as, as black people, brown people, white people that's listening, whoever you are around the world, you consider yourself to be a good person. You know, um, we have to be more critical thinkers and be more crowned minded with our higher minds and be less crowd following, be less crowd minded. Be less impressed by um, mediocrity. Be less impressed by um, hope and, and, and feelings, right? Be less impressed by those things when the politicians or these leaders show you these things. Be less impressed with the problem and be more impressed with the solution. Most of us are impressed with the problem. The problem, people know how to present that problem so beautiful. We're the greatest articulators, motivators, instructors, inspirers, educators, right? Philosophical, Socratic method of delivering the problem so instrumental, powerfully over tunes, beats, videos, instruments, bands in the background, bundalos. You know what I mean? We deliver that problem with roses and candies and sweets. Woo! I can give you the problem. We deliver it in documentaries, videos, VHS, you know what I mean, podcasts, everything. Got you the problem. And we thank the hell out that person for giving us more problems. But then here come this person, bro. I got the solution to the problem. Let's do this over here. You're like, wait a minute, the solution? Ain't nobody talking about no solutions. That solution seemed a little hard. I don't know about that, bro. We're not as in love with the solution as we are with the problem problem is so beautiful and i'm gonna leave y'all with this last thought it says that there's no point of boycotting soda if you're not going to drink water there's no point in boycotting soda if you're not going to drink water mm. so in that thought process it says that you all want to go boycott like dog businesses, but you don't want to promote black owned and support those. 
You want to go boycott bad leadership, but you don't want to support good leadership. You want to go boycott bad business, but not support good business. What are you replacing it with? You must boycott water if you're going to boycott soda. Boycotting something is putting your money in what you do believe. Rewarding your belief system with capital. Boycotting is saying that, nah, we're not going to put our money in it because we don't believe in it. But if you're going to boycott right, soda, then you must boycott water. One action without the other does not create a solution. There has to be a remedy. So there's no point of boycotting a problem if you're not going to buy into the solution. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. This will be a 19 Keys Electrical Thought Pattern of Conversation Dialogue. It will be uploaded onto the podcast so you can share with others that need to hear more of these powerful conversations. I appreciate y'all as always, man. Y'all continue to unlock yourself, unlock your mind, and go out there, man, and uh, get what you desire. You only deserve what you work for. Tap in. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.